0: In the morning when I rise, when I'm alone, when I come to die, give me Jesus. I love that song. We've been in the book of Romans, and last week we uh, talked about the sufferings of the present time. That's really what makes the book of Romans relevant, is it's relevant to today. The sufferings of the present time that Paul wrote about in the first century, that's 2,000 plus years ago now, continue today because he's talking about your sufferings and my sufferings. And he said, the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. There's something in the future that we have to look forward to because we know the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the meantime, in the meantime, there's some struggles to go through. We are facing those struggles today. Uh, We have day-to-day struggles, and we have problems, and we have difficulties, and we have weaknesses. And so this morning, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit and my weakness. I can say my weakness because this is about my weakness to me. It's about me personally. You can say your weakness because it is about you personally and we'll see that in just a minute as we consider the scripture. This morning we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 8 verses 26 and 27, two simple verses from Romans chapter 8. Remember Paul's finished talking about the sufferings of this present time and how uh, we groan in, in, in the midst of those sufferings. He in the verses before, that's what he talked about. He said, we groan, we groan. But, uh, but when Paul talked about our sufferings and our groaning, he said, it's not just us. He said, look, all of creation is groaning. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle groans, waiting for this moment in the future that God has. And he said, but look, look at verses 26 and 27 now. He said, it's not just you that groan. It's not just creation that's groaning. He said the spirit is also groaning. So he says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray, uh, what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he Who searches hearts knows what the what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The sufferings of this present time, I face them, you face them. They're realities. They cause us to groan under the pressure of our circumstances. They bring us into weakness. They reveal our weakness. And even when I cry out to God in my sufferings, I find that even my praying is somehow broken and weak. And so Paul begins to tell us here about how the Holy Spirit helps us in those moments. Think about it now. When he talks about the Holy Spirit, one of the things he can say about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He can also say... The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is is, is, is has been placed in you if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is in you through the person of His Holy Spirit. Paul said in this 8th chapter that the Holy Spirit gives us an assurance. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our children with our spirit that we are the children of God so that we cry Abba Father we can cry out to God like Daddy Daddy I need you God I need you would you help me but also there are those moments when we can't word the prayer there are those moments when we're so burdened we're so overwhelmed we don't know how to pray we don't we don't even know where to start and so the first thing is we see is that my weakness and your weakness it's a spiritual weakness he says we don't know how to pray as we should basically you and I are in a battle that we don't really understand we with with forces we can't see there's an enemy that's against me that the Bible says only comes to steal and kill and destroy and because of this enemy and because of this battle Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm often wounded and weak, and, and and I suffer from spiritual weakness. It impacts my ability to live my everyday life sometimes, and it certainly impacts my ability to pray. I know that I ought to pray. I know that I ought to be praying, and I do pray, but sometimes I don't know how to pray rightly. I don't know how to ask for the right thing for me in the particular set of circumstances I find myself in. So I find that That of the weaknesses that I have, one of the weaknesses that I have is a spiritual weakness. Paul says this about us. He says, we don't know what to pray for as we should. And because of that particular spiritual weakness, the Spirit of God himself helps us in those moments. Second, my weakness is a physical weakness their sufferings in this present time their sickness and their sorrow that weakens me and makes me even more vulnerable to the enemy of my soul and every day that goes by every day every life collects a measure of suffering it varies it varies in intensity and it varies in severity we see that even in our own congregation miss stella talked about being out For nine months, I was out for a week. That's just a week. We all have periods in our life when we're going to have those moments when when we're isolated because of some physical weakness. Are we alone? Are we alone in that weakness? Do we carry that weakness alone? Do we carry that sorrow alone? Do we carry that suffering alone? No. That's what Paul is telling us. The Spirit is with us. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. When we don't know how to pray, when we're suffering, when we're struggling, God is with us. He's helping us. Maybe uh, you have some suffering that's weakened you. Maybe it's related to age. Maybe it's related to sickness. Perhaps you were born with some problem that causes you to suffer physically or you've developed some problem that leaves you weak and, and helpless. Our weakness is a spiritual weakness. I don't know how to pray, as I ought. Made worse by the fact that in the sufferings of this present time I'm going to be plagued with some physical weakness. Number three, our weakness is a common weakness. He said and you'll notice he says the Holy Spirit helps us with our weaknesses. He didn't say the Holy Spirit helps some people with who have weaknesses. He says the Holy Spirit helps us with our weakness. In other words All of us are weak. We all struggle physically and spiritually. In the Bible, there are no spiritual giants. Everybody in the Bible was an everyday, ordinary person who lived one day at a time, dealt with one problem at a time, and they had problems. Whether it was Moses or Abraham or David or Paul or Jesus, they had problems. Problems. They had difficulties that they had to deal with on a daily basis. And the Bible says here, the Holy Spirit helps us in those moments. It helps all of us. We have these weaknesses, these sufferings. They cause us to groan, to sigh, to cry out in discouragement. They come to us all. Number four, my weakness is a communication weakness. What needs to be said at times, I don't know how to say. Uh, the Bible says here, uh, it's too deep for words. I just don't know how to word it. I don't know how to say it. Maybe you've been in some of those moments when you needed to pray, but you just didn't know where to start. And you find that it's one of those days that you've got some problems you need to talk to somebody about, but there's nobody you can talk to because you don't feel like anybody understands. You're not even sure you understand yourself. You'd go and talk to God about it if you knew what to say, but you don't know that you know what to say. You you have burdens that are hard to carry and groanings too deep for words. And maybe today you're here and you feel like you have more than your share of groanings. You don't know how you're going to put one foot ahead of the other. You're burdened with suffering and weakness and it's so overwhelming you can't put it into words. Under the stress of his own problems... David cried out on one occasion in Psalm 79, 11, He said to God, he said, Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you. You ever feel like you're trapped in your problems, in your circumstances? Your back is against the wall and there's nowhere to want run. You feel like you're imprisoned by it all. He said, Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you according to the greatness of your power Preserve those who are doomed to die. God, I'm under it. I can't bear it anymore. I need some help here. Most of us have those times when we're overwhelmed by life, overwhelmed by our circumstances, overwhelmed by the consequences of our own decisions, overwhelmed by the diagnosis or the prognosis. It leaves us feeling helpless and hopeless. Where is God when all of life seems to be one continual groan? Now let's look at the verses again, Romans 8, 26, and 27. He says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What is God doing in the midst of all your groaning? He is groaning for you. The Spirit is interceding for you. What does that mean? Well, it means that the Spirit is sharing your weakness, sharing your weakness. And I get that idea of sharing from the word helps, and that's an English word that's about this long, H E L. P-S-H-E-L-P-S, five letters. That's an English word used in many places in, in the Bible. But in this particular spot, it translates a Greek word that is this long. It's really a long, long word. And that doesn't mean anything to you except to help you know it's, it means a little something more than helps. And in fact, it's only found in two places in the entire New Testament, this particular word for helps. The first time it's found, it's found in the story of Mary and Martha. You remember that story, Mary and Martha, they had a brother who's named Lazarus, that's the guy that Jesus raised from the dead who was in the tomb that time, had been in the tomb four days. Well, Jesus was visiting on this occasion at the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and Martha had prepared Jesus a meal, and she was busy serving. Mary, on the other hand, was sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to Jesus teach. And Martha got a little exasperated because Mary wasn't carrying her into the load. And so she said to Jesus, Would you speak to my sister and tell her to get up up off her duff and to take her into the stick and help me carry the load to get this done? Basically, that's what the word means. It means to take one end of the load and help carry it. That's the picture in this passage of Scripture. It's the same word used here. To take one end of the load and help carry the load. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you. Shares your weakness. There's a passage that's precious to me out of the Old Testament. It's Isaiah chapter 63 verse 9, and I won't read that verse to you, the whole verse. I just want to use the first phrase in that verse, but it's one that you might want to keep in your pocket as a promise for a future time. You need to go and look it up and hang on to it, but it comes out of the time of when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, and they were struggling in the wilderness. They were burdened in the wilderness. They were helpless in the wilderness, you think that God knew where they were and what they were facing and what they needed do you think that God was walking with them in the wilderness during those days when when they felt like they had walked until their feet were going to fall off although the Bible says that their shoes were never wore out across 40 years. That was a remarkable thing. That they were so hungry that they felt like they were going to starve even though bread fell from heaven every day and God provided them with water and everything else that they needed. They felt like they were so burdened down that they couldn't walk another day or go for, go on for another moment. And yet in Isaiah 63, 9, looking back at that moment, the Bible says this, in all of their affliction, he was afflicted. Now there's a whole much more in that verse that you need, but I just want you to see that. In all of their affliction, he was afflicted. How does your affliction, nine months at home or in the hospital, how does it impact God? Because he picked up an end of it and carried it. He carried a load to help you carry it. He was with you every day. He was interceding for you when nobody else was, when nobody else seemed to care, when nobody else knew, when you couldn't explain to anybody else how you felt or how burdened you were. When nobody understood, he did. He did. The Spirit helps us. In our weakness, he picks up the other end of the load and walks with us. Not only so, my weakness is an expressed weakness. I can't express it. I can't share it. I don't have anybody I can talk to about it. But it says here, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. By the way, the word intercession means... The word intercede here means to go and talk to somebody else. That's basically what it means. I used the illustration this morning. I'm going to go talk to... I had to look for you, Doug, because you were over here this morning and you moved on me. I'm going to go talk to Doug about some need that you have. And that's exactly what it means. It doesn't mean just to go and talk to somebody. Not that just Doug and I are talking, but I've gone to talk to Doug about Ricky. And we're talking about Ricky. And we're talking about helping Ricky. And this is the picture here. The Spirit himself... Has, has gone and communicated with the heart of God about you, about you, about your need, about your suffering, about your struggle, about your weakness, saying, God is so discouraged, He can't make another step. God he's so discouraged, he, he can't pray. He doesn't know how to pray. The words won't come off his tongue. And so the Spirit himself intercedes for you. It says here with groanings too deep for words, but in the Greek it literally says "not to, in groanings not to be uttered. In other words... There's no language in which to speak them. You know, this, is not a, this is not a spiritual language. This is not praying in the Spirit. This is, these are not words that you can utter. These are not words that the English language can't utter. These are words that no language can utter. They can't be uttered by anyone other than the Spirit. Only the heart of God can communicate to the heart of God what's on the heart of God. For you. He said, I don't quite understand what that's like. Well, if you're a parent, let's just say you're a mom or you're a dad. Let's say you've got a little baby, a little toddler, and they've got the croup. You ever had a child with the croup? That harsh, harsh cough. And when the child coughs, what happens to mama's heart? What happens to you on the inside at night when the child coughs? You, you feel it, don't you? I mean, you don't feel the cough, but you just, you have this angst on the inside. You, you can't fix it, but you just groan on the inside. You, I hate that. I don't want my child to feel like that. Or you've got a teenager. And the teenager's sort of out of line and and you see them straying off and you can't do anything about it and and mama just grieves. Oh, grieve. I grieve over her. I grieve over him. I, I groan over him. Or maybe you've got a grown child and the grown child is struggling and you don't want them to struggle and you love them so. This is the picture here. The Holy Spirit. For you, groaning, agonizing, interceding, and the God knowing what's on your heart and on the Spirit's heart. And look at finally here what it says. The Holy Spirit helps me surrender my weakness to the sovereignty of God. He says he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now there are going to be moments when neither our lips nor our hearts have the ability to form the words or the sighs or the groanings that need to be carried into the presence of God and that's when the Spirit comes along and helps us. But also, sometimes I don't know how things ought to turn out. Sometimes in the middle of my suffering, I don't think my suffering needs to last as long as it's lasting. I think it needs to be over today. The, Holy, the children of Israel in the wilderness, they said, we don't, we, we don't need to be in the wilderness 40 years. We need to get out. But they didn't need to get out until it was God's will for them to get out. And so the Holy Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. God, I know he doesn't feel like he can bear it another day, but you know there are three or four more days to go. So let's help him bear it three or four more days. Let's help him carry the load. Let's help him make it to the end of his journey. Now I want you to think about that. Today, it might be you. And you say, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can last another day. Well, you can't last another day. But God can give you the strength to last another day. God can give you the strength to go on when you don't think you can because you're not in it by yourself. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. God's Spirit in you is crying out for you, groaning for you. He intercedes uh, for the saints according to the will of God. There's a moment, there's going to be a moment in your life as you stand in the midst of some period of Suffering, groaning beneath the weight of it, agonizing from the stress of it, grieving from the sorrow and the pain. When you, when you don't feel like you can stand it another moment, when God will speak over you the words he spoke over David. Remember, David prayed in one psalm, God, I need some relief here. I'm backed up against the wall. Hear the groaning of the prisoner. Hear the groaning of the prisoner. Hear the groaning of the worn out. Hear the groaning of the weary. Well, even when you can't pray the prayer, the Holy Spirit is praying the prayer for you. And perhaps God will speak over you these words he spoke over David in Psalm twelve five. Because of the devastation of the afflicted, you ever feel devastated by what's going on in your life? Destroyed what's going on in your life? afflicted by what's going on in your life, because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord, I will set him in the safety for which he longs. In other words, God knows your heart. He knows where you are. And he knows what you need. And he's carrying the other end of the load with you that's what paul is telling us but know this he doesn't do that for everybody he doesn't do i know miss, miss stella is special to god and then she says that about herself but he doesn't do it for everybody miss stella he only does it for the saints that's what it says here he intercedes for the saints according to the will of god now our saints statues of people who have died? No. Saints aren't pictures on the wall. Saints aren't people in the Bible who said St. John, St. Peter. Those aren't saints. When Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, he said he wrote it to the saints in Ephesus, who were in Ephesus, not who were, but who were then in Ephesus, because saints are people who are living and breathing and struggling and striving. Saints are people who go through difficulty. Saints are people who have weaknesses. Saints aren't perfect people. Saints are people who have their eyes on Jesus. And their hope in Jesus. And Jesus is in their heart. For those people. The spirit intercedes. The spirit picks up the load. The spirit helps. The spirit shares. The spirit groans. And so here's the picture here. We have in the book of Romans you got some stuff going in your li- going on in your life that makes you groan. The whole creation is groaning. And the spirit the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ in you is groaning for you and will and will until all of our groanings are over. Let's pray.